Welcome, fellow travelers. Welcome to the unnamed podcast that is about Adventure Time. Uh, here we have me, Russell the Human. And I'm Ned the Human. Also a human. Are you? Are we sure about this? Are uh, we sure no, that we're both... Still not actually sure. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm new to the show. Uh, Ned is pretty familiar with Adventure Time. Uh, we're starting this off from the get-go, and we're going to go through every episode with the occasional break, possibly. We'll figure that out as we go. Yes, we will. Um, but for now, we started season one, episode one, uh, Slumber Party Panic. And I almost want to just take a moment. I feel like we need to get to know our audience, and hopefully we'll get to know our audience through socials and whatnot, which... You know, we don't have a name, so it's kind of hard to say what our hashtag or our at is going to be, but we'll figure that out. We'll figure it um, out. Well, you know, audience wants to get to know us first. Yeah. You know? So let's get to know us. Uh, Ned, tell us about your relationship to the show and then also maybe our relationship a little bit and how you got here and why we're doing this. Oh, yeah, man. We Well, I am a... Uh, a what twenty seven year old man right now? Did you who, just look at your watch. Yes, I looked at my watch to figure out how old I was. Yeah, so. I do the math too. Every I time I figure out my name, I go all right, nineteen ninety three, twenty seven years. Twenty twenty seven years old. You know, uh, at seven oh two on a Wednesday. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I I don't I didn't really uh, get into Adventure Time probably till till mid college, and we just started uh, watching it with some roommates and realizing that it was like beyond something that was just trash Cartoon Network television. We, I think we're both, what, sophomores in in high school? Maybe juniors? Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, that would have been when I was kind of moving past, I feel like, Cartoon Network and starting to focus a little bit more on uh, really just watching that 70s show and working out. And now that I'm a gym rat or anything, oh, oh, you're, I'm you're as nice skinny as they come. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, I was cycling a lot. So I was about as skinny as you could be. I think in high school when we were, oh man, what, 16 years old, my license was saying that I was 122, uh, five, eight, five, nine. So you really could not get too much smaller than I was. And I used to take those like fat tests or whatever, you know, like see how athletic you are, what's your body mass index or whatever. And mine was pretty much like, you should be sick right now or an Olympic athlete. And I was neither. So I don't really know what was up with that, uh, but that was my situation. So th- anyways, the show was coming out uh, and neither one of us watched it when it first aired. No, it wasn't probably till 2013, maybe 14, yeah. when I was like, they, they, they got something... They got something going. They got some genius going on over here. Um, also, probably the introduction of all of us into Netflix and Hulu and all the streaming sites anyway, uh, wow. which was the the introduction to being able to binge anything. Dude, I'm, I'm a little... I'm not mad about this. I just thought you... I, I thought for sure this was something that you grew up watching. Like, Because I, I can remember very distinctly, for me at least, Nickelodeon, when the show first came out. Not this show, but... Watch with this show. I remember when this show first came out, but really the show that sticks out in my mind as like a pivotal moment was uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. I remember being in my basement, like watching the first episode, being like obsessed with Aang and just how cool airbending was. And then uh, they were doing a little bit of water bending, and then they showcased firebending too. And I was just like, what is this incredible magical world that I'm about to get to watch every single week as it's coming out with the rest of the like kids my age and we got to talk about it at school on the playground 
I was hoping that was what this was for you with the Venture Time. No, so well, the, the the funny part was is especially as we dive into the first season more, you start to realize that as a maybe older than a thirteen year old season one, it's it's hard to get through. Honestly, it's really? it's random, it's everywhere, it's it's mm-hmm. obscene, absurd, um, and everything. Honestly, you begin to love about the show later on, but organically watching it as an eighteen year old, you'd be like, yeah, you know, this is just random kid stuff going on yeah. over here, but. That might be why I didn't watch it. Honestly, that might be what happened to me because it's, it's, it's probably the reason why we're we're here today is yeah. that they, they took the show, they took an idea, um, the writers of Cartoon Network, honestly. I, I can't I, I'm speaking for them, obviously, you know, let them yeah, comment in the comment section below uh, uh, whether or not they agree with me, but that they Definitely. took something that was a fun, childish, uh, absurd idea, which which many Cartoon Network shows start out that way. Yeah. And they built a universe around it. They built three-dimensional characters. They build um, relationships that are long-lasting, that uh, have history, yeah. that have futures as well. Um, so I yeah. think... The- Talking about this show specifically, not so much other shows that were occurring in that time period, I do feel like Cartoon Network, and this is why I didn't watch it, other than just kind of getting older, but also the humor was hard for me to get into at first. You know, And I feel like you have been trying to get me to watch Adventure Time for the past three and a half, four years, four years, I guess, since we moved up to Nashville. We're doing this podcast in Nashville, Tennessee, by the way. Uh, You know, Music City. We all love it. But yeah, so you've been trying to get me to watch it. And meanwhile, I've been trying to get you to watch other shows. And the outcome of that was just no one watched what the other person wanted them to watch. But yeah, no, when, when the show was coming out, the humor was just like, Every five, seven seconds, maybe even less, there's a joke. And that kind of felt like there was a wave of that. There was chowder, there was this, there was the regular show, you know, and all that was happening on Cartoon Network. And as a kid, I just couldn't get into it. It just wasn't for me. Uh, I really wanted it to be, I think, at some point, because like I said, I was coming home from uh, exercising or cycling or whatever and was exhausted, was laying on the couch and needed something to watch and found that solace in that 70s show and didn't find it in Cartoon Network at the time. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's the thing. I think we, we, we all wanted to be more mature than we were. We all wanted to be more, yeah. uh, to, to, to watch more adult things, to be honest. But uh, when you when you go back to some like uh, some OG good Cartoon Network shows, you, you watch things like um, some of the episodes of Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends and you realize- oh, so good that some of the creativity and and the thoughtfulness behind the writing is yeah. just absolutely incredible and they're they're not only hitting on kids entertainment but they want to they they I feel like the writers of Cartoon Network truly do want to hit on the human experience yeah. um whether it be uh, as a child or as an adult and honestly you know the 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 weird gray area is when you're um uh, post-pubescent, angsty 17-year-old. So that's, that's probably why I didn't start it, you know, when it, the show launched. But launched it in, and got kind of started in 2014. Was able to binge maybe, I think, what they were through season uh, five or six at that point. You know, I'll, I'll go wow. back and fact-check myself on that's that uh, on later. So I was able to get through, um, really, for, for any Adventure Time fans out there right now, I think we can all agree that when... Uh, Kind of post season four into season five is is when Finn gets into his relationship with Fire Princess. Uh, that brings up a really interesting point. Where are we going with spoilers? Are we? And also, anyone who hasn't seen the show, 
I almost don't feel sorry because like, you know, it's been out for forever. I did not know that. I don't yes. know if I wanted to know that. I will say uh, two nights ago watching this show with my girlfriend, I got a little mad at her for spoiling something that I was like, this is good podcast information. Uh, you know, if you're out there listening, you know, I said, I'm sorry. I hope you believe me, but well, this um, is a good time. Yeah. For, what are we going to do? What are we feeling with that? Um, well, you know, I'm going to try my best not to do spoilers, but, um, we're going to have our, okay. our sound editor, Michael over here. Anytime I accidentally drop one and, and you go, Oh no, we can, we can get a little sound bite in there that goes spoiler drop. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? We, we yeah. might do, we might do your, that. Your love of EDMs coming out on our podcast. And I don't know if I'm down for it. Um, yeah. So let's, let's get into, let's get into, uh, the show a little bit let's more. Let's get into Slumber Party Panic, episode one. Yeah. Adventure Time season one. We'll dive into a little bit of episode two. You did watch uh, Trouble in Lumpy did not. Space. Oh Not man. at all. Just okay. watched the first episode. Good stuff. This is, this is all we're going to get in the thick of it with episode yeah. one. I love it. There was a lot. There was a lot more than I thought there was going to be. And my initial kind of um, impression of the show, I mean, first couple minutes, I almost had, I had to pause the show way more than I wanted to. I, they, the, the writers of the show did not in any way like neglect the intelligence of their audience. You know, I feel like the jokes can be pretty surface level, pretty dumb. You know, I think one of the characters at the end of the episode is like, squeeze me and I'll fart, you know, which ends up being, honestly, we'll get to that later. Great way um, to end an episode. One of my favorite characters so far, uh, if not my favorite characters so far, I've got a name for my favorites. Uh, I think they're going to be my lovelies. We'll see if that changes. Um, I got a little segment going, but uh, yeah, I mean, they really do a good job and it gets really in depth. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, trying to figure out the themes of this episode. And there are multiple ones, but uh, yeah. So I mean, the first thing I noticed was how beautiful it was. Like, I mean, it really was a pretty, like the, the palette that they chose for the show is very unique. Mm-hmm. You could recognize it anywhere. It wasn't like anything that was coming out of that time. I feel like a regular show had some sort of similar blues that they were using. Well, and it, it wasn't Chowder either. And Chowder's palette, yeah. it was just impossible to almost watch that if you had any inclination to eye pain. Yeah, and also like how they use those backgrounds that move, like that or don't, they're stationary while the characters move or whatever. Exactly. That always frustrated me. And, you know, we're old, I guess. But uh, no, man. Yeah, so let's get into the episode. What's this, what's this episode about? This episode is essentially we just jump right into it. We we are knowing not anything about the characters, kind obviously. Sp- a little spooky. We got zombies. We got candy people. We got a, a very crudely drawn uh, young boy with um, who's wearing a, a mask. Or we we're I, I mean at, at this point even I guess we're as an audience you're not even sure if he's truly a boy except for the theme song. Wait, what do you mean? Because the theme song goes to Jake the dog and Finn the Finn human. human. Right. What do you mean he's wearing a mask? Oh, I, I, excuse me, a uh, a hoodie or a, um, oh okay. So so that little his little ears yeah. that is actually a hat. That is something that um we it doesn't get addressed maybe even until season two. I'm not sure when. Does he, he have like some luscious locks? Oh, That's it, what I it really comes want. Out. That is yeah. that, that is that is a spoiler <laughs> drop right there. Oh, but no. I will uh, I won't do I the first exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Michael. Michael over here, our sound editor, is a uh, name drop. First time through, Michael. <laughs> first time through the show, <laughs> and he is what your season three binged it in like two and a half weeks now. Maybe maybe two weeks. You know? Two weeks. Two weeks. 
died. Okay. Just I don't know if y'all can hear that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but we, pretty incredible. Yeah. Okay. That blows my mind a little bit. I thought that's just what humans look like. I kind of with these shows and especially Adventure Time, I'm trying to just like accept anything that comes my way and figure out what is canon or like what is canon in the sense like what are the rules of this world, you know? And and we go into that a little well, bit. I'll 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 stomp you there yeah. because you, you just said two things that were very important for for digesting the show and for any listeners out there that are longtime listeners or any new people I I say take this as as some good advice watching the show you got to learn to accept everything you don't you don't question too much of what's going on yeah. in the universe you do have to to watch the, and the show is so enjoyable with very open minded enjoyment of the universe they've created mm-hmm. but the fun part of the show is when you do get to create rules around things and when uh, certain characters or certain uh, storylines break those rules, it becomes a really, really fun season. So we, yeah. I, like I said, I'm maybe not getting into the funness of that till season four, season five maybe. Man, I feel like there's enough in this episode. I, you know, and, and really what I wanted to do was try and like we're bringing, you know, a immature, mature point of view to adventure time right like neither one of us are geniuses you know neither one of us like study film or anything like that we're just trying to be uh you know just your average guys who are checking out the show me for the first time fully and and you for what the seventh sixth time or whatever oh yeah yeah easily and something y'all should know about ned you know he he says he's not like you know, uh, he got into the show in college, whatever. It was enough for him to get a tattoo uh, from the show. Yes, Episode for, one, I'm calling it For out. all the fans out there, the um, the snail that's in every episode giving the little wave is on my ankle. I didn't see him. I was looking for him. I was looking for him this entire episode. And at no point did the snail show up on my screen. I don't believe he was there. Well, it sounds like in the next episode, I'm going to have to do a little bit of research on when the snail first appeared and maybe when he last appeared. Did you not see him either? I I wasn't. I was actually taking a schwitz when I watched this episode. (laughs) Okay. I was in the tub. Oh, man. Oh, wow. You heard it here first. I I watched it three times. Uh, Once I paused it several times and took notes. Anyways, let's just go back into the episode. So back into the episode, we we, we open on like Finn and and Princess Bubblegum in the graveyard. Little dark, little menacing for for a a children's show, which, you know, off the bat, they kind of throw in some good um, adult themes uh, or that's not it. Graveyard's not an adult theme, but- Yeah, it is. Uh, creepy, morbid. creepy, creepy, morbid for children's show. And and off the bat, you know, we were talking about themes for tonight and themes for the show. Yeah. Um, I want to get into, you You see how much uh, Princess Bubblegum is off the bat, episode one, first 30 seconds, is trying to raise the dead to yes. life. Uh, also, you see that she is- Evil, right? She's got to be evil. I'm convinced she's Princess not Bubblegum is evil. Don't evil. spoil it for me. She's got to be. But there's been a lot of podcasts out here, and, and I can't say this is an original idea of my own, but, okay. but it's it's the, the matter of the god complex. She yeah. is a flawed hmm. goddess of her own kingdom. Uh, Goddess some, or just ruler, though. I mean, as far as I know, she's just the princess. As far as you know, right may now, or may she not is be made the ruler. Of candy, but if she has the power to bring the dead to life, yeah, then you know, spoiler drop, Through science. She creates the candy people. Oh, she is straight up their god. But then she gets uh, frustrated. I don't like it. 
with the way that they behave. And so she constantly does kind of this this fascist theme is that she creates them. She creates the rules and the bounds and even the physicalities which which they exist. But – then she she turns around and either d- destroys them or brings them back to life at her own at her own whim. So it's it's very much a flawed fascist or a, a fallen god complex. I don't know. I I hope our listeners check out the episode before it because we're doing such a terrible job of getting through the description. It's, this is better though. This dives right into my my main themes. Other than the fact, Princess Bubblegum, I have written down for her manipulative. She's a scientist. She cares for Finn. Thinks he's cute. But then also sometimes it feels like there's like a brother sister thing going on. I don't know if it's like, I mean, it's certainly. I, I don't. Is she made of candy? I don't know. Probably not, right? She's a princess, a human of no, some sort. She's she's bubblegum. She's bubble. She's she is bubblegum. She's straight up bubblegum. So it's not weird that she dated uh, old old Mister Cream Puff. Oh, old Mister. Give Cream me Puff. some sugar, baby. You know. Oh man. Well, I love I love that line. The, the give me some yes. sugar, baby is actually a. A callback line. I, I read this online. Did a little bit of my research here from from the movie Army of Darkness, which was actually the third installment of the Evil Dead series. Whoa, whoa! Okay. So we we they the writers of this show loved the fact they they were bringing in some some good old fashioned horror movie zombie yeah. tropes here, which is fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, but then so it goes into and then my description of Finn whimsical. Uh, doesn't seem to be super aware of the rules of Ooh. Is that how you say the name of the world? It is Ooh. Ooh. Uh, uh, like, for instance, the candy people explode when they're scared, and he didn't know that for some reason. So we don't know the background. We don't know how long they've known each other. There's really no information about that. It's kind of He's kind of discovering the world with us, it feels like, to for this episode. That's um, nice. Well, and it's it's he's ten years old. We we learned that down the road. Okay. That's not, not a spoiler there. Ten, Finn's yeah. about ten years old at this point. And so. Princess Bubblegum dated old Mister Cream Puff, and so it's probably super old because Mister Cream Puff is dead. If yeah. you have not seen that episode, you're you're, you're following. You're, you're you're on the, already episode one out the gates. You're, yeah. you're picking up on some uh, some consistencies well, that follow out through the seasons, which is great. That's what I'm here for. Finn, uh, he has a hard time lying to his friends. That's another thing. Like he was very real with uh, Jake and then also uh, just glides right by the lesson at the end. Just totally, it goes one in or goes in one ear, goes out the other. And he's just like, heck yeah, let's adventure. Let's kill some stuff. Like that was incredible. Um, And then adventuring seems to be the most important thing to him. Exactly. Well, and I love that you bring up that point because it through, through the whole series that is, um, without dropping spoilers here, yeah, that is an arc of what makes Finn three dimensional. We start sure. off first, second, third season, and it literally is there's there's a lot of stuff in front of Finn's face where he is uh, learning moral lessons. He's facing trials. Cool. He's learning about lying to his friends and and you know keeping promises. And then all of a sudden, at the, you know, at the end, he's just like boom, let's adventure. But when he becomes more developed there does become uh there's a point in the show where he really starts to question all of those things uh question his own morality question whether or not he's doing the right thing or yeah. not um so it's it's a beauty that the show makes him a 10 year old and what a lesson mm-hmm. goes in one ear and out the other yeah but what you have to look forward to is in in season 9 he he can't even he learns a lesson and he can't even drop it it's like a three episode really? arc where he just like learns a lesson and he can't get over it. 
So it's a great, it's a wonderful character development. Yeah. So I'm glad you pointed that out because it is an p- important thing to to know in all these episodes. It's like good things to learn. Boom, let's go adventure. Yeah. Forget about it. Well, let's let's get into the theme. I mean, you talked about it already. Fascism, not necessarily is the entire theme, but it certainly comes up to some degree. Really, where it comes out to me is the uh, authority figure. You know, being Princess Bubblegum, I felt like Princess Bubblegum essentially was not allowing her people, which you're saying she created them, but her people to have any information. She just comes right out and is essentially just like, we can't tell them, you know, if they are ignorant to the situation, they would just go with what we say. We're doing a slumber party. Let's get everybody into the castle. There are a bunch of zombies everywhere, which are the candy people that she resurrected through her scientific experiment. Uh, And they're going into the castle not knowing what's going on, not being able to make a decision for themselves, just having to go with what their princess has told them to do. And Finn kind of feels weird about that, I feel like. Finn goes in there and and kind of is unsure if that's really what's best for the people and, and feels like we should tell people. But then she kind of forces a promise on him that felt, I was like, that's magical. Like when she was doing this little finger thing and I was oh, like- Oh yeah, she was like- Royal promise. Yes, royal promise. And I think I paused it and went, that was a magical promise. I know that was a magical promise, but then it kind of felt underwhelming. And it pays off at the end, obviously. Um, but then they go and have a slumber party. They play a truth or dare, uh, which mm, I never- nice and dirty. I never played that as a kid. Parents, if you're listening to this, I'm serious. I never actually played truth or dare. I always thought that was just like a silly trope that like- People play truth, truth or dare, and then seven minutes in heaven, and that was when I went, man, this is a mature audience, right? Like seven minutes in heaven is like a step up for sure. Yeah, we 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 go from truth or dare to seven minutes in heaven real fast, real quick. Yeah, and not only that, but like Jake and uh, Rainicorn, Lady Rainicorn, Lady Rainicorn, who uh, is also one of my lovelies of the episode, just love it. I mean, they just like all right, you know. And Rainicorn, is she speaking? Is it? She's Korean? Korean, yes. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I, I love it when, when they open the door the on them and she's just like, Anyang. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I was like, is that Mandarin? And then I think something told me it was Korean instead. Uh, but yeah, so they go in and they, they do that. And that's kind of how Jake, like, he doesn't want to lie, or sorry, Finn doesn't want to lie to Jake and goes, get in the closet, go put seven minutes in heaven. And, and Jake's like, I'm coming back out, you know, and we're going to get into this or whatever. Um, and in the meantime, you have a straight up Call of Duty zombies game going on. on well, uh, a more like smack the pinata around zombies game. Yeah, I, I always when when that scene comes up, I always love it. Every time that it happens, we we come across probably the only one, maybe two characters in the Candy Kingdom that. Um, well, th- there's some there's some more down the road, uh, but especially Manfred the pinata. Who is not candy? He is a he is a straight up pinata. Maybe yeah. he's full of candy, just like as we learn uh, when they start hacking away at the the zombies. The zombies are full of a some sort of candy, glowy mush, which is which is also fantastic. That candy mm-hmm. people don't have blood; they just have you know uh, pixie stick dust inside of them. Yeah, but the candy start eating. It's cannibalism, right? And then, well, that's, and that's, that's that was my um, you know one of one of my highlighting themes was uh, if we're getting in terms of. Just all sorts of ethical dilemmas. We have yeah. uh, a princess with a god complex. Mm-hmm. We have uh, candy people that not only when they are zombies they want to eat candy, but when they are regular candy they go, 
your blood is delicious. Oh, yeah. Well, the real issue that I have, honestly, is uh, my favorite character, Starchy. What is mm. up with this guy? I, Starchy, Starchy is I a, a wild card I've through the a, whole show. I love Starchy. I have a theory about Starchy uh, that was kind of brought on by my girlfriend. And I'm, you know, I'm bringing this up a lot. But we watched the first for the first time together. And Starchy didn't die. You know, he turns around. He goes, I'm going to turn around, put my back against whatever, and just like put my defenses down or whatever, right? Uh, my thought is he didn't really die. His job is gravedigger. Right. He is a cannibal to begin with, and he is eating candy as they die, you know. Oh, this is wonderful that there that after this zombie incident, he just eats all the candy. Yeah, well, he goes up to- Before he buries it. What's, it. what's he say when he goes up the fin at the end there, right? He goes up the fin, uh, and he says- He says, you're delicious. Yeah, he goes like, you're not a zombie anymore. Like, you don't have to keep doing this. Um, and Starchy says, let's see. Oh, that's the wrong quote. Uh, where's it at, man? I have it written down somewhere. Ooh, lol in the podcast. Uh, let's see. I can't help myself. Flesh is delicious, you know, and he's just like gnawing on Jake's leg and Jake's not even made out of candy. As far as we know, he's a human. That's what I said. Starchy, I feel like is just a loose cannon through the show. You, yeah. you think you get a hold on him and they, they, they bring in some great, uh, starchy centered episodes, maybe, really? uh, oh, when, when we start getting, uh, to the, to the lineage of root beer guy and, yeah. and, uh, cherry cream soda, starchy comes into play there too. And some, some solid episodes cool. there. Cool. Yeah. So, so anyways, the thing, the episode's kind of wrapping up, right? It feels like it's over. They, they feed all the candy and then Finn tells Jake what went down and he breaks the royal promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, brings me back to my point, Princess Bubblegum, morally unsure about her. She didn't tell Finn, like, any of the rules of this royal promise that could have ended his life. Like, straight up, the, like, penalty for breaking this promise is death, you know, essentially by fire, trial by fire, right? Um, And I just, it kills me that she didn't say anything to him. Yeah, well, she, you start to see that she has this this myriad of secrets all about her and that Finn is the the hero of the Candy Kingdom. He is the knight to Princess Bubblegum. His his job in the land of Ooh is to be the one that goes to bat for Princess Bubblegum, puts his life on the line. So this is honestly not the, the last time you ever see Princess Bubblegum put Finn in a situation where He's comp- his life is compromised. Really? Yeah, okay. absolutely. I guess it wouldn't be a good show if there weren't more situations like that, though, right? I mean, no, yeah, it's. I mean, this it, obviously <laughs> every adventure. This is a, a show called Adventure Time. Adventure yeah. involves danger oh, and 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 moral moral compass guiding. No episodes of them just hanging out playing chess and just. Oh uh, like, well, there's a few of those. They they have. Yeah. Uh, we'll get down to one of my one of my favorite episodes. And for any watchers and listeners, whatever out there, yeah that are watching uh, Card Wars. Card Wars has got to be one of my favorite episodes. And, and that's just Finn and Jake chilling in the treehouse, playing a, a, an ooh version of mm. Yu-Gi-Oh! Well, just for a full episode. It's wonderful. You know, I mean, I think what we learned from cinema, like uh, like movies and whatnot, is one of the great ways to end a movie is by having your main characters right before the climax of the movie play chess, right? Mm-hmm. A little, I mean, just rewatch Harry Potter, not hating on Harry Potter or anything, but uh, maybe that scene, I didn't love that scene. Um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, cli- it's cliche. Something for Ron to do, you know, Ron had to help yeah. out and, and he did. Uh, and I do love Ron, but 
Anyways, we're getting getting off topic again. There's no tangents in this show. I want to make that extremely clear. Uh, I refuse to go on tangents, and and Ned's over here scribbling underlines tangent, 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 tangent. No tangents, because uh, <laughs> we will we will we'll sit here and probably give the most boring yeah. two hour podcast of your life on just tangents. Oh, man, and we're never gonna go like it's never gonna go straight ahead either. I mean, this is like a normal Thursday night for us. I feel like. Um, the only way we can stay on topic is if we're playing uh, Magic the Gathering and we have no choice but to focus on our cards in front of us. Um, let's let's get to the, the yeah. wrap-up of the episode is, is Finn gets grabbed up by the Gumball Guardians, then called the Keepers of the Royal Promise. Yeah. So and truly saved only because he's friends with Princess Bubblegum. Exactly. She's not going to let him die no. at, the, at the hand of her own creation. No, I know. And, and that's, I mean, really wraps it up. Uh, time rewind. I mean, time stops when he gets when the promise is broken, and that happens, and then they go through the trial, and then, of course, I mean, very difficult question at the end there. Two plus two is what he ends up having to solve. I, I just want to know. I, I, we need to do a little bit of research on the, uh, the whatever first, nerd out there figured out the answer to the first, the first equation. One, I was wondering if you had that information. I I bet the writers were smart enough. If I had to wager a guess, yeah. that the answer to that equation was four. As Four? Well. It, I, oh, dude! I would if I we'll do a little research. Yeah. maybe we'll do a little follow up. That's so good. I bet it was. Too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man! And then so then it kind of rewinds time slightly, I guess. And then they basically just resume, uh, and everybody's healed, and and the the candy are just completely at bliss and just totally cool with what's going on, their situation, whatever, none of it mattered. Well, and you'll, you'll notice, man, that the candy people, I, I hate to say it, but they, they maybe are written to be a little bit of a reflection of a ignorant human society yeah. at the, at the hands of an truly, uh, either all knowing slash slash fascist ruler yeah. where, their ignorance is bliss. They actually live wonderful candy lives. They yeah. they have wonderful slumber parties. They they have a blast with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they explode when they get scared. Let's say let's not say that that's out of the question for yeah. for human society right now. Um, but but yeah, mm-hmm. like we we can maybe look at it like I mean if 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 we're looking at maybe a uh, a very negative or uh, dystopian way of looking at at human society right now. That we are naive, we crave uh, entertainment. I mean, I know that's a little different from your point, but certainly leadership. Yeah, yeah. trying to yeah, well, leadership. But I, you know, I I don't want to bring up too much of what's going on. I mean, let's not timestamp this episode entirely. Uh, but certainly, uh, you know, happy to be here. Happy to be recording our first episode, and, and the fact that we were able to make this happen happy is pretty awesome. To be, I've been waiting six years to do this, and at that. Now, we will take a break. A word from our sponsors. Today's sponsor comes all the way from the Bubblegum Lab Company. We feel there is little more sacred than a royal promise, and the Bubblegum Lab Company is making them more accessible than ever. Use promo code TRIALBYFIRE to receive your first royal promise half off. That's promo code TRIALBYFIRE at checkout. Warning, royal promises are non-refundable and the liable in court law per Candy Kingdom rules and regulations while promises are completely one-sided with little to no repercussions for Princess Bubblegum. Making of said promises will result in the stopping of time and a momentary trial by fire prosecuted by the guardians of the Candy Kingdom. Side effects will include death unless you happen to be friends with Princess Bubblegum. Welcome back to the podcast here. Still unnamed. Still uh, working that out on our beer run that we just took. Uh, on no, our, we didn't. No beer. No beer break. was had. 
Yeah, this is definitely not a, a 24-ounce Bud Light in my hand. That's we are not, totally fine. not old enough. Oh, yeah, we are. All right, we're 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 not cool. We're not Gen Millennial, whatever. No, we're Millennial. We're not Gen... Gen Z. Z, yeah. yeah. He's so Millennial, he doesn't even know Gen I'm Z. I'm so Millennial, I just don't even care. So Millennial, so cool. Um, yeah, man. All right, so let's go straight into it. Uh, we're going into our segments and the future episodes i want to have these a little bit more um planted into the episode so that we're not just like at the end of the episode and we're talking about our segments uh we don't want to shove a bunch of moral lessons down your throat before you end the podcast is essentially what we we don't want to do and on that note let's talk about the sexiest character of the mm, episode the sexiest character. uh who do you have I would say it might be Mr. Cupcake. Mr. Cupcake. Okay. Mr. Oh. Cupcake taken off the wrapper. Yeah. That's, that's pretty damn sexy. Was that too obvious? I feel like that was too hot. It was in your face right there, but uh, but obviously that wasn't your choice though. He was so swole. If you didn't watch the episode, go back, check it out. It's almost worth watching the episode just for seeing that. Yeah. And he inspires in more than one episode through the series, a couple of jealous rages across uh, other relationships. He's, oh, I, he is he is a home wrecker. I love that he comes back. Um, so I guess mine would be probably Lady Rainicorn. I gotta say, there was something about her. Um, it was like mysterious. She's a unicorn. She's not a like. I don't know. An young Haseo, yeah. baby. I don't know what to say. That's my. That's my. I wasn't gonna do this segment, but that's my pick. Um, moving on. I have my lovelies. Very similar. I've kind of talked about it throughout the episode, so I figured I'd wrap it up real fast. We haven't talked about this character, and I loved this character. We saw him one liner. Uh, tree trunks. Oh man, amazing! You don't even know the half of it. Tree trunks has got to be one of my favorite episodes. One of my favorite reoccurring characters. Yeah. One of my favorite relationships. Uh, to be to be honest, okay. uh, we we get into her. She she has uh, multiple lovers through the series. She well, has, she has hot buns. I mean, of course, who doesn't want to? She's got hot buns. Yeah. She's got uh, delicious apple pies. Okay, <laughs> you'll learn that later. It's it's going to be wonderful. She she is, I think, uh, and some people I've I've actually had a lot of conversations, so I can't wait to hear your input as we as we dive into this more. Because her vocals is like yeah. the creepy old sexy granny cougar, whatever you might want to call it. And mm-hmm. and that drives some people bananas. They said that that they're, that she's her she's their least favorite character. I like her. I know a character that's coming. I have seen a, a few scattered episodes. Um, there's an entire people that I don't like way more than this wonderful little elephant. She was adorable. Uh, she's got hot buns. And that's about all you need to know about her. She's not made out of candy. Everybody else is candy. She's the only non-candy oriented character outside of the main characters that we're introduced to and i thought that was interesting uh i wonder how that's going to play in the future who knows we'll find out you don't have to tell us right now i guess but my other lovely uh and i'm going to intro the lovelies is going to be give me some sugar baby is going to be what's played right after i bring them up hopefully if i can remember uh starchy i mean i've talked about him a lot this episode starchy standout character of course they had to do a fart joke at the end with him Man, Starchy's great. I have to say, um, I, I I do love Starchy. He, he brings it in. He plays a key character in some future episodes. But I would say my my loose canon uh, 
favorite character that is in this episode yeah. is the Drunken Punch Bowl. I I can't recall who's the Drunken or is Punch he, Bowl. Is he not in this episode? I don't know. Is he? I thought he was. He might he was. be. But uh, I'm, I've watched it a handful of times. I don't know this show. Come on, if, all right. If he's in this episode, I know he's in season one. He's yeah. a he's a crucial character for the entirety of the show. Maybe don't maybe don't watch uh, the show while you're taking a little spritz next time. No, no, no a schwitz. Schwitz. A okay. Schwitz. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Don't do it. You know. Don't maybe maybe actually watch the episode. I, for some reason, I thought Drunken Punch Bowl was in this. Episode. I don't know. Maybe not. It's just a bunch of candy. We can edit out this whole. Portion no, we're good. Too, this was great. Keep it in. Leave it in, Michael. Leave it in. Um, he ain't touching it. Um, yeah, anyways, let's go next <laughs> next little segment. Uh, let's get into... Well, first off, man, I'm a little pissed. Um, you've never asked me to play Dodge Sock. It sounds like an awesome game. I know in college there was something called Slugs, which we don't need to get into what Slugs was. Um, but Dodge Sock sounds awesome. I'm, I'm unfamiliar. I feel like I missed this part of the episode. Uh, Dodge Sock... Ugh, dude... Dodge Sock is, it's like very shortly, uh, Jake brings it up to Finn. I think Finn throws his sock at Jake's face, and then he's like almost immediately, he's like, no, go play Seven Minutes in Heaven. It's when they're doing Truth or Dare. Oh. And he's like, let's play Dodge Sock or whatever. Uh, fantastic. It sounds like a cool game. I mean, just dodgeball, I guess, with socks. I don't dodgeball know. with socks. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll, I'll be a part of it. But you, my friend, have never asked me to play Dodge Sock. It must not be a sport or like an actual activity that they do in this kingdom very often. Uh, it, it almost sounded like it was going to be, and I was yeah, looking forward to something, it. Something that they could they could have thrown around a little bit more often, but I guess they they had to pick and choose, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, do you have any, any any segments? Man, I would just say not any particular segments. I just I love the fact that they legitimately switch from doing Truth or Dare Summer Party Game to Seven Minutes in Heaven. And the whole time, you can just tell how uncomfortable Finn is with any reference of sexuality or yeah. anything relating to uh, <laughs> a relationship with any girl. He's so spooked. I love it. Interesting. It just shows that like Finn is like 10 years... Like, well, we, 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 were, we were all like that when we were 10 years yeah. old, man. We're all like... Mm, I don't know. I I would never kiss the girl. It seems like he has a. It seems like he has a thing for the princess. Is the princess just leading him on? I feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions, which makes for a good podcast. Well, it's gonna make for a good podcast. It's gonna make for a fun. Makes for a good show. Everything you're feeling is valid. Yeah, absolutely valid. With, so with how you feel about it, and and rightfully so, how Finn yeah. feels about it. Right. Pretty much, uh, is he being led on? Is it a fun? friend friend uh, relationship is she like a sister character yeah we don't know and and, and finn doesn't know and, no, and a lot of, of the not. show is him trying to trying to get that figured out yeah i mean he's certainly you know kind of goes of the just like he's just there he's hanging out he loves it he's ready for adventure uh and we're there with him um the next little thing i have was the lessons my lessons real quick are ignorance is bliss which not the best lesson ever. I think now more than ever, you should not just let yourself be ignorant and let's all plug in to some degree. It doesn't negate the fact that uh, it's blissful. The candy people yeah. were having a freaking blast while they were chopping up some zombies with some baseball bats well, or uh, with some pieces of wood. That's my, the next lesson is uh, if you ever come across zombies, blindfold yourself and swing for the fences. Swing away, baby. Is my next lesson. The third lesson is never break a rule of promise. 
I believe our advertisement was related to Royal Promises. Uh, they are half off, which honestly, pretty fantastic deal with Bubblegum Labco. Uh, I might be looking into some Royal Promises for Valentine's Day. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, God. Um, oh, this is, uh, is this a family-friendly podcast? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, no, I don't know what that even means, man. Who knows what that entails? Uh, anyways, um, yeah, and I just wanted to know, man, the outro song is amazing. It's mm. fantastic. It's like, I got to look up the artist. I need to look up the name of it. It is, it's like what I imagine like the indie bedroom pop rock has become mm-hmm. almost in like mainstream, like, you know, a little more lo-fi and you got a freaking hit on your hands, man. It's a great tune. Um, ah, it's just so good. I know. I'm jealous. I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Open Mike Eagle on, on their Adventure Time podcast brought in the artist that wrote the outro song uh, to be a guest speaker. Well, so, so she she's absolutely wonderful. If, and if we didn't have beef already, I think we got it now. That's my next segment. I'm beefing. I think we need to get this podcast off the ground and running. What better way to do it than a little bit of beef with other podcasts? Here's your beef, baby. Uh, I am calling out. Well. You're calling. I'm not calling them out. I like Open Mike Eagle. I like Open Mike Eagle too, but like I, I'm just saying, um, I, I listened to his podcast and it was, I mean, phenomenal. Got me into podcasts, like uh, to be to be quite frank. But now that we are are planning doing our own Adventure Time podcast, I feel like uh, they missed a lot of points. So I'm, I'm I'm calling out some beef with Open Mike Eagle and yeah, and saying um, do like, it like throw me a response, man. If you if you think you can out Adventure Time me, let's uh, let's get you on the show and whoa. Beef it out. I don't. I don't want any part of that, except for I also do want all of the part of that. Um, and then that I just mean like bring the beef. Let's get the beef up in here. Let's get this podcast popping. Uh, the next <laughs> so uncharacteristic. I love it. Uh, the next maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, Not we'll anymore. Uh, the next beef for me is. Either do we want to go small? I mean, you kind of went a little big with uh, Open Mic Eagle Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast. They're playing through the Pokemon games. I love it. It's pretty small. Y'all got to check it out. It's fantastic. Uh, and it, honestly, the way they do it really made me want to get into podcasting. Maybe want to give it a shot. Uh, but I want to call them out. Tanner, calling you out. Uh, love you. Love Experience Share. But I just feel like, man, you have almost too much in common. And it's, it's the nerdy thing. It's the, yeah, I'm calling you out. Uh, let's go bigger, though. Let's go bigger. MBMBAM, a bim bam. My brother, my brother, and me, one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Calling them out, Justin, Travis, and Griffin, all three of you. I am coming for you on social media. Uh, and we're going to take you out. We're going to, we're coming up. We're not really a comedy podcast necessarily, but we're coming up. Above that, we're swinging for the fences on this one. We've already talked about this once. Joe Rogan. Can we take him? The man himself. The man himself. The $100 million man. If we can get Elon Musk smoking a little bit of weed on our show, I think we might be able to take him I, down. I bet Elon Musk loves Adventure Time. Right? I, I bet he does. I feel like, I, like that creative and a genius of a man has to appreciate everything that's genius and creative. And yeah. That's exactly what this show is about. But you know who doesn't? Joe Rogan. Mm. Calling him out. Uh, and then lastly, last podcast I'm going to call out, call out, last beef, uh, Impulsive. Uh, the Logan brothers, or yeah, Logan, Paul, Jake, Paul, the Paul brothers. I'm sorry, they're not the Logan brothers. No, his name in my mind, Jake. You don't even exist. It's the Logan brothers. 
I'm calling out both of the Paul brothers. They love beef, and we are coming at you, not trying to fight either one of you, uh, like physically, but we're just like coming at you, and it's going to be great. I honestly, I'm here's how the beef is going to start. Uh, Logan, I'm looking forward to your fight. Jake, not a chance, bro. Mm, not a chance. chance. Yeah. Uh, any closing remarks? Closing remarks, man. I just, I feel like I'm just excited to be here. I'm excited to have probably six and a half, if not seven years of, of adventure time venting to do. So I appreciate our audience listening to me in my uh, full scope six, seven times watching the show through being able to listen to to my antics, my full scale uh, breakdown of the show. And honestly, yeah. I hope that as much as I will say these things, I hope that that the audience just agrees. The audience goes, man, I'm glad that that other people are, are feeling what I'm feeling and that we're sitting here on our own adventure. Basically me going uh, with with a buddy of mine through an adventure that he hasn't gone through. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped about it. Yeah, and I think this is going to be really therapeutic in a way. I think this is going to let us just explore something about our cool show. Uh, you know, I think... For me, I watch a lot of, you know, the Rick and Mortys. I love a lot of anime. I love me some Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick and Morty's fantastic. I love a lot of anime. I love podcasts just in general. And I think this is a really wonderful outlet. Uh, We do a lot for creators uh, here in Nashville, and I'm excited to get on the creative side of things a little bit. And more so, my goal with this is simply to give the people uh, a new perspective when they're watching these episodes. If you're going to go back through and you're going to watch Adventure Time, watch it with us and just, you know, maybe open your mind a little bit. I feel like, again, we, we brought up some stuff about Princess of Bubblegum that I feel like you could watch the show very easily and just not even notice, not even see. And I hope that uh, we help your, your watching experience, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for being with us. Check us out on all the socials. By the time this comes out, we will have a name. We may not have a name for you guys, our wonderful listeners, but we'll figure one out or y'all can figure it out. Um, And we will also have social media accounts that you can actually follow us on. Yes, all all of our slime princesses out there, all of our gumball guardians out there, all of our our breakfast princesses out there. Just watch along with us because we are in it with you. Our... Our followers are not. All, are they all princesses? No, they're not, they're, we we can have some some rattle balls in there. We yeah, can have we a couple need, ice kings. We're open to everything, but let's we'll figure out a name, like an overarching name for them. Yeah. Um, thank you, and uh, can't wait to go on this adventure with you guys. a fun bit of witty banter between two friends. What are they calling the sad excuse for a podcast? Never-ending adventure. Please disregard any non-factual phrases that spewed out of Russell's gingerbreaded mouth and all puns from Ned that, let's be honest, didn't tickle your fancy. That being said, these dorks love you and wish you the greatest of adventures. Never-ending podcast was hosted by Ned Pruitt and Russell Tindall and engineered by Michael Hitchcock. Until next time.